every celeb has their own stan accounts at this point did you see the recent timothy chalamet one on 9-11 what none nothing that you just said made any sense together okay (laughs) (laughs) hello clowns i'm ami i'm yu chen and we're the hosts of clown bites podcast we're two best friends who are chronically online and get together weekly to laugh and discuss all the clown behavior we see on the internet and there's so much. Truly so much. We're so glad to have you here to clown around with us, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, clowns. It is such a beautiful day on the outside. <laughs> I mean, I are a bit dead on the inside, emotionally, mentally. As usual. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> Every time I look outside my window, I think, wow, it must be such a good day out. It's like 90 something degrees, so it's not, but it's super misleading. <laughs> I have a goal now to, Okay. I need to start wearing my Fitbit or I don't have a Fitbit anymore. I do, but it's somewhere, my Apple watch, and I'm really going to try to get uh-huh. 10K steps a day. Because I like that. I feel like when I was walking more, my mental health was just there. And right yeah. now it's not there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting a walking pad, but I know you have one and you Ooh. just never use it. Don't so I'm just one. like, is it yeah. even worth it? Okay, I think I would use mine more if I had the space for it. Like if it made sense of my apartment. Right now, the way my desk is set up, getting the walking pad under my desk is a nightmare. And so I'm just never going to do it. But you might have the setup. I think you have the setup for it. No, because remember I moved my, I moved oh, like yeah. the layout around. But my like question is, don't, do they have like smaller runway treadmills where it's like, you could take them like maybe like baby steps. I don't know. Baby steps? What's the point? then <laughs> i don't know it's easier to get to 10k steps it is a pretty small runway like it's not a full treadmill size but it's not like babe like i can do a full stride <laughs> okay well yeah <laughs> i feel like every time i think about it i'm just like why don't you just get the fuck out of your apartment <laughs> like you need to like leave <laughs> Too bad we don't live close and I can't be like, oh, just borrow mine and see if you like it. Because I don't know what to do with mine. I need to sell it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so this past week, I've been hearing a lot of things about Trova Trip. Is that what it's called? Trova Trip? Have you seen that? I think so. No, I've never seen I never saw it until you winked the article. I literally saw it yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect related to our episode. But essentially, it's this company that puts on trips, like traveling trips. Um, Usually they're international with influencers and the way that I found out about it was this girl was basically talking about like how she did the math between this trip that this influencer was offering to Greece and I was like oh that sounds so fun when she was like calculating all the costs it would like cost to basically go to the trip by yourself without going through this company and it was like two thousand dollars and guess how much this influencer was charging for the trip okay i actually did see this video (laughs) oh you did okay (laughs) yeah i didn't know who the name was but okay they charge like 38 or four thousand dollars right like something obscene like almost double the price Mm-hmm. yeah okay I thought I saw it because you linked it and I like read the article and I thought my phone was like spying on me but I think it's just popping off right now <laughs> no you saw it because probably I saw it and our oh, algorithm is like too synced right now <laughs> 
Okay, I had never heard of it, obviously, until yesterday. But the concept of that is, like, kind of just so weird in itself. Like, going on a trip with your favorite influencer. Yeah, I do think it's weird. But I feel like the concept has been around for a while. Do you remember, like, peak aesthetic Instagram when people were going on these, like, photography trips like these like popular influencers were hosting trips at like really unique destinations so that people can practice their photography do you not remember this remember that no it's wow that's a concept yeah but they were they were not like oh go on the trip with your favorite influencer it was more like come to this workshop and like Mm. travel and like build community and also practice your photography and I think it's like in a very similar fashion similar to yoga retreats with like fitness influencers but you're actually like doing an activity related to the hobby whereas I think what's weird about this is in this one example she is marketing at as a girl's trip to Greece and it's like it's a girl's trip with an influencer are you supposed to be her friend like what is what is the purpose of this yeah it is weird so like I read the article first before I watch this video and we'll link the article for you guys but the article is clearly like uh paid for by Trova Trip oh yeah it's like hella Trova Trip marketing yeah it's Trova Trip propaganda because they make it seem so fun yeah like oh the influencer became friends with these girls and like all the girls became friends with each other. And I do agree that like, if you're following the same influencer to this level, like you probably are similar. It is nice to be able to go on a girl's trip. Like maybe your friends can't go or for some reason, but you want to go. Like I do appreciate that, but it just feels weird and off. And then all the videos I saw last night after I looked into it more were just how it's a scam. Really? Tell me more. Like the trip itself is a scam. On the site, it says you're going to stay in three star hotels, but in no hostels, they're staying in hostels that are one star. That like, sometimes the water doesn't even work. They are paying for all of these like different excursions, right? As part of the trip. And sometimes they get canceled night before. So like things that you're paying for are just not actually being delivered. I saw some videos where they're supposed to take you from the airport to your hotel And first it took them two hours to like get the car to get to the hotel. And then they dropped them off half a mile from the hotel and they had to walk the rest of the way. Like what, what is that even, why? And just things like that, where it's like super scammy and especially for the insane price, especially because the margins that they wrote on that article are really wild. Yeah. Like 20%, right? Yeah, and it's like 20% for the influencer and like 15% for Trova Trip. Like, it's a large percentage. Like, you're paying so much excess money for what? I wonder, okay, would you ever go on a trip like this? Like, outside of Trova Trip, if it was sponsored by like one of your favorite influencers, would you go? I just, at this point, cannot think of one that I like enough. Like, like to that level to go. What about the sugar baby? What if she's like, no, I like watching the sugar baby (laughs) videos. We're like, what are we, what am I going to do with the sugar baby? Like, Like, learn how to be one. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, she's entertaining. And I think we could have dinner and it would be like chill, but I'm not going on a trip. Would you go with Brock your body? 
I, that's the only person I can think of for you. <laughs> okay, so as I was like thinking, like this, a cooking one. <laughs> yeah, I would totally yeah. like go to Tuscany. Yeah, that makes. But sense. it's like an activity where you have like a shared interest. <laughs> exactly. But I did. I even tell you, I went to one of her meet and greets in New York a you long did? time ago. No, I didn't that know one this. Of, okay, so. I saw that she was like hosting this event at this yoga studio and it was like free goodies. And I like very spontaneously brought my friend Azalea to go with me. And it was like really fun. It was actually the first time that I discovered that yoga studio and I ended up going to that yoga studio like so much afterwards. So that was really great for me. And the goodie bags were really great. Like there was a ton of really great free products. I felt like it was weird to talk to the people there because I was like trying to have some small talk with everyone, but it was like very surface level. Like, oh, do you know Brock or Carissa? Because all of us feel weird calling her Brock, but like (laughs) that's what you call her. And that's like kind of the extent of the friendship. Like it doesn't go any deeper. But I feel like if we were to go on like a cooking trip for seven days, maybe you would be able to develop like a community just because- It would be definitely different. Just because I feel like her community is very nice, but- I think it also depends Mm -hmm. on the influencer itself. Like influencing can turn very toxic and competitive. And it really depends on like the type of girls that you're attracting. It almost gives me like we met at camp vibes where it's like it could be a little bit competitive. Like everyone's trying to be friends with this one influencer that's sponsoring the trip. Yeah, it is weird. And it's also like a weird, like a fangirl of this person, but what, like, are you going to be friends with them? Then it's kind of also a situation of like, don't meet your idols of, I don't actually want to know what you're like. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't want to know if you're a bad person. It'll like ruin my perception of things. I think like a week long trip is obviously gonna it's gonna be different than meeting people at like this quick event. Do you follow this girl Jenna on TikTok? I don't follow her, but um, videos come up a lot. But she's dating Connor from Hannah's season of The Bachelor. Oh yeah, Jenna pa- Patrick pa- Palick. Pa- yeah, Palick or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she has that like fun on weekdays thing where she hosts, yeah, those hosts always a lot look of fun. Events. And then she's always like, oh, like a bunch of people met their friends, but like. I would think what's nice about those events is she hosts them in an effort to help you meet other people. It's not like, hey, come meet yeah. me, like, we'll be friends. But those kinds of situations, I think, are, like, nice and interesting. It's like, okay, maybe not for her, but, like, maybe if it was, like, a similar vein trip, like, okay. Or if it was, like, in the day outing, maybe. I really like her videos just because I think she's she's pretty authentic in my opinion of what I see. But there was mm. this one video that I saw that I was, like, it gave me the wrong the wrong vibes but basically she had some girls dm her saying like oh we're coming to austin for like a bachelorette do you have any recommendations and she like gave them like some recommendations they're like okay cool we made like a reservation Mm -hmm. at this place tonight and so she like made a tiktok and she's like should i just show up like would they want me like would they want to meet me and i'm just like why would you assume that they would want to hang out with you and maybe it wasn't a bachelorette like maybe i'm misremembering but Either way, it just seems weird that, like, an influencer would, like, inject themselves in their fans' life like that. I'm sure it wasn't, like, ill-intended, but it just seemed weird to me. And it's like, you're not Kim Kardashian. Like, sure, if Kim wants to come to my random reservation, go for it. But, like, what do you even say to, like, an influencer you follow online that comes? Hey, like, love your content. (laughs) Then what? (laughs) 
So today we're going to talk about stan culture, parasocial relationships, if you can't tell already by our influencer discussion. But you tend to know what stan culture is or should I give a background? I know what it is in like context of today, but yes, give me the background and history. Yeah. Because it's, it's an internet term okay. for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like, I didn't know this either, but it was coined by Eminem, which actually does make sense. It's a mix of stalker and fan. And it refers to someone who's like pushed to the edge because his idol didn't answer his mail. So someone who feels obligated to get interaction. And it used to have a negative effect, but now it's a positive thing. It's like collectivism, having strong interests that are shared, like a bonding experience. Like there are so many stan accounts. Like every celeb has their own stan accounts at this point. Did you see the recent Timothy Chalamet one on 9-11? What? None, nothing that you just said made any me. sense together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's this Timothy Chalamet stan account on twitter and on 9 11 they posted how they were like about to go to like an interview or something in the towers but they didn't go and like everyone was doing the math of just like what the fuck how old are you running this timothy chalamet (laughs) stan account and they were like why are old people not allowed to like timothy chalamet (laughs) Yeah, I guess you are, but like, should you run a stan account? That's crazy. Was this a big stan account? I didn't actually look into how big the stan account was, but because of the craziness of this tweet, it really like <laughs> took off. The way that I envision like Timothy, <laughs> I feel like Timothy Chalamet has a very Gen Z fan base, so that is weird that they are much yes, older. It's super weird. Like, it's just it doesn't fit what you think his stan culture would be, or like his stan's like yeah. vibe would be. So it just was like funny. So parasocial relationships is like through being a stan, you develop this parasocial relationship with your idol. It's like one sided. You're emotionally sad for them. You're emotionally happy for them. It's like one-sided intimacy. So it's taking stan culture to like the next level. Whenever I was researching this and I was like hearing about how, you know, it's somewhat one-sided. And almost was like, uh, it's just like kind of like dating sometimes. Like super one-sided where only one person is interested and you've already stalked their profile and you know their favorite songs. But like they could care less about you. (laughs) parasocial relationship is like a more blown up example of that yeah and parasocial relationships like it's been around for a really long time it's like when you go to a concert and you see people like crying at the concerts because they're just so emotionally attached to like who they're seeing it's like an emotional Mm -hmm. release sometimes Definitely when Rock Your Body got into a relationship, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for her. (laughs) We're really happy to see her get into this like really flourishing relationship. As I was like researching this, I came across this like discussion around the COVID era. Do you remember when COVID was first happening and like celebs did not know what Mm -hmm. to do with their time? (laughs) So everyone was just like on Instagram and TikTok and just like bored out of their mind. Live after live. And I feel like it really strengthened parasocial relationships. I agree. In that time, especially, they took you like, quote unquote, into their home. Yeah. It's like them doing whatever they're normally doing, just live streaming because they're that bored. And I wonder if they became like more worried about their security during that time, or if there were like more incidents Mm. because of it. 
I don't know, but like my thought was I feel like it really worked well for some celebrities and it really backfired on some celebrities remember when covid was first happening and was it vanessa hudgens did she go live she went live and she was like yes yeah she went live she was like people are gonna die but it's inevitable (laughs) because she wanted to go to coachella or something like something so stupid there were so many celebrities that should never have like gone live Also, I saw this really interesting TikTok the other day that was like, our relationship to celebrities have changed because of COVID. Mm. Like before we used to see their wealth in like less frequent degrees, right? Like it would be really whenever they posted like what they were doing or like MTV Cribs and COVID like opened up their homes to where you're seeing their obscene wealth, like while everyone is struggling. And it's a lot less fun and it's a lot less like oh my god that's so cool for them and it's more a situation where people are getting annoyed not annoyed but like just don't feel that same level of awe I guess like I don't know if awe is the right word but like you just feel a different type of way about celebrities now than you did maybe yeah five years in ago. a way like the way that internet has really flourished these past few years has one made celebrities which once used to be very elusive like now more accessible yeah like it kind of strengthens the parasocial relationships right like the people who really stand them will stand will stand them even more but the people who are like kind of on the edge just like will probably not interact as much anymore like i definitely used to really love vanessa hudgens style but after that i was just like no fucking way am i gonna be like a fan of you yeah i was a britney stan during covid just with all of her like dance videos (laughs) that she was like posting like it it really went one way or the other for a a lot of celebrities what was Oh, really funny comment on it was like um, the Imagine oh. video really was a like a canon event that changed. Okay, everything. what's a canon effect though? Because in my opinion, if you were in the Imagine video, you were on the wrong side of the internet. Oh, for sure, it was the canon event of people thinking like, oh, celebrities like could be just like us, you know, like the narrative that people used to push. And then seeing the Imagine video, you're like, no, no fucking way. Like there is a huge, huge class divide, and it became like just extremely obvious in a way that you couldn't really ignore yeah. anymore. I and in that way, I remember watching. And I'm just like, who? Which celebrity thought like we needed this? Like we needed this right now. <laughs> like what? First of all, like why do we want people who are not singers singing this song? Second of all, like in your huge ass mansions, like being like, oh my god, we're so sad that we have to stay inside. Yeah. Like we feel the pain too. It's like yeah, okay. <laughs> We'll get into this, but I feel like parasocial relationships can really take turns like super, super fast. Like one minute people love you and the next minute like people hate you. It's a really fragile relationship. Fragile for some. So what I really want to talk about is also the toxicity of like stan culture against stan culture because there are certain celebrities and they may not even Mm. be like that big, you know, but their fans or their stans are actually psychotic and crazy. Ones that I like really like come to mind, Selena Gomez's fans. What are Selena Gomez's fans called? Oh God, her stands like scare me. Do they have a name? Beyonce's fans. I don't fans, know because I dislike Hives, Nicki Minaj's fans, yeah. the Barbies. I mean, these are really big stands. As I was listing this, why is it only female 
celebs that have like really big scary stan bases well i guess like mm. believers for justin but it's mostly female i think yeah what do you think i think stan culture is female driven and then females are like generally latching on to other females Interesting. maybe yeah i don't know i mean clearly timothy chalamet has stance, but they're not crazy but like really yeah. mild stance no yeah they're not crazy at all that's like a really good point but it's only really female artists but let's talk about Selena Gomez's fans, because I know you mentioned this to me, but why are you afraid of her stands? There's just something about Selena herself that, like, feels off to me. Like, she herself inherently seems so snarky, so... I don't know what calculated. the right word is. Like, she's, yes, she's calculated. She seems really vindictive. And her stands embody that. They do not let anything go. And she plays into it so much that they feed off of her energy. And because she's like that, her stands are tenfold like that, which is why they scare the shit out. The one video that comes to mind of her doing this, I don't know if it's intentional, but when she was, she created this TikTok, I think in promotion of her upcoming song, but it was like her lip singing to, I think a scene from Samantha from Sex in the City. And the guy's like, oh, I broke mm-hmm. up with my wife. And she's on the phone like, who is this? And do you remember this TikTok? I don't remember that. Okay. Do you know the scene from Sex in the City though? Also, I don't watch Sex in the City. Basically the scene from Sex in the City is Samantha <laughs> is the other woman sleeping with a guy and he has wife. So the guy calls Samantha yeah. he's like, I finally told her like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving my wife. And Samantha's like, who is this? Just like so nonchalantly. And the fact that Selena yeah. chose this, she chose to make this video kind of right before her latest song came out, which I think is about, oh, yeah, single it's about soon. Single soon. Uh, which I've heard is about Justin. Yeah. So it's like, it's not lost on her fans. And uh, it's to your point, yeah, it's snarky yeah. in a way. But this made me really question do you think celebrities like really big celebrities with really big stand culture are somewhat responsible for controlling their fans and setting boundaries yes because it's kind of like the tone at the top situation right like if you are leading your company well or you're leading your like underlings well they're not going to be horrible to other people like that is actually crazy and i didn't know that she did that video and that makes me ill because months ago they were like hey we've squashed the beef clearly you haven't because every time you squash the beef it's fake as fuck and then you do things like this and you know like you're not stupid and you have a team yeah. telling you wow i extra hate her <laughs> <laughs> i wish we could go back and record our uh selena justin haley episode because i think i was too nice re-selena but I actually, like, the more I think about it, like, really despise her. I think she's actually the worst of the stan leaders. To piggyback off of this, I think Nicki Minaj has a really nasty stan group as well. But mm. she kind of uses it to her advantage. And, like, she knows it. She owns it. And that's that. But I feel like Selena just kind of, she she's the one that, like, doesn't really control her stans very well she likes to take like a backseat approach to it and the thing is is that like you can't when you're at that level and nor is it like really outside of your control like selena it is within your control to control your fans and you're not doing that she is purposefully taking the backseat this is extremely calculated of her she's doing it for shits and giggles like she's having them do her dirty work but then she feeds into it like she's she's doing it it's her And I 100% think that 
you have like some sort of responsibility to control your stance. Obviously you can't like literally tell them what to do, but one statement of being like, hey guys, don't Mm -hmm. do this, they'll listen. I think out of like the whole Haley thing, she only came out once to be like, stop it. And that was only when Haley reached out and was like, I'm getting death threats. Yeah. Would you know Haley's just been getting for years? Like, it's not a new thing. Like, it must have just been like, yeah. I really can't do this anymore, which is fair. Like, I feel ill that she made that TikTok. Like, it's really, like, I'm <laughs> shook right now. <laughs> like, what the actual fuck are you doing? Are you so bored with your life? She is. She's <laughs> mentally ill. Like, Ami woke up today and just chose violence over Selena. <laughs> We're about to get canceled. These are my unfiltered thoughts about like I am. That's too no. The much. Selena fans are gonna like come for us. <laughs> they are only like three months ago. Did they say, "Hey, we have no beef," and then you're gonna make a video like that as if it's not like apparent? I mean, you, immediately after you telling me like what that sound means, I put the dots like connected the dots, and I don't know anything really about yeah. her. anyway but what's like crazy and an interesting phenomenon to witness on the internet is when stands go against stands because we're like fighting full-on world war five in some of these like stand wars do you remember snake gate i mean we talked about it in one of our episodes but yeah snake gate was actually really fun to witness And Snake Gate, if you haven't listened to our Kardashian episode. It's on the Kardashian episode. I think we also even talked about it in this Selena episode. If you haven't listened to the Selena episode, it's where Kim released videos of Taylor quote-unquote agreeing to the lyrics in Famous when, like, Taylor then, after Famous came out, said, like, I didn't agree to this. So it was that whole saga. And that was a really wild time. It was, like, Swifties against, like... Actually, I think Kanye has a pretty Mm -hmm. big stand. But basically all the Kimye fans plus Kardashian family Mm -hmm. stands went into all Mm -hmm. of Taylor's posts and just repeatedly commented like snake tweeted like the snake emoji at her and basically like caused Instagram slash meta to create a like comment filter (laughs) release just because Taylor was getting bullied so hard. And what was that like trending hashtag about Taylor? It was like. Taylor Swift is canceled party. Okay, but that was like peak cancel culture. What was it? I don't know. But there Yeah. I, I felt like every month or every week there was a someone someone is over hashtag. <laughs> yes, every month. Agreed. But in one of Taylor's documentaries, she was like, when you have like the leading hashtag on Twitter being like Taylor Swift is over party, like it hurts. And I'm like, yeah, that is sad. She's not over though. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> She's not. She's back stronger than ever, honestly. Okay. You know who else's stands are? I just didn't like how this whole situation played out was when there was like that love triangle between Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett, and Sabrina Carpenter. And do you know what? Well, much basically, about it? Joshua Bassett was dating Olivia Rodrigo. They broke up. 
and then he dated Sabrina Carpenter. Yeah. Then Olivia came out with driver license, which just blew up. Exactly. And then everyone was like, oh, it's about Sabrina. Like, Sabrina did all of this stuff. They really went after both Joshua and Sabrina. And I think they went after Joshua in, like, a really crazy way. Because I saw so many, not so many, maybe, like, a few podcasts that he did after saying how it, like, ruined his mental health. Like, he had like suicidal thoughts like really really intense and that's a situation where olivia could have been like hey this is just a song and also we're 18 years old like no one actually did anything wrong in that situation they broke up he started dating someone else there's no cheating even if they're cheating like it's it's a lot but like nothing really untoward happened like it's just life and she did nothing to stop it and the fact that josh someone she says she loved is like having such intense like reactions to all of this and she's still not doing really anything to stop it that was Mm -hmm. not okay and I get that she was 17 18 but come on like you know how the internet works especially as a gen z I definitely agree and I think one thing upon like kind of digging a little bit more into stan culture is stan culture is really fueled by young people and like i think the k-pop industry i think we're gonna do an episode on k-pop but i think k-pop really feels into this too it's like you're targeting very young individuals who are very impressionable and like their minds haven't really developed yet so they basically through like this frenzy and this like they probably get a dopamine out of it a dopamine kick for sure that's how they like develop these like thoughts of oh i'm gonna dm them and tell them to kill themselves because they don't understand the ramifications of it which is why like i think stan culture and parasocial relationships can get really toxic and scary because it's kind of targeted towards very young people and that timothy chalamet stan account is just an outlier in this (laughs) one final thing on like how celebrities have controlled their stands is doja cat so are you familiar with like how doja cat treats her fans sans she hates them basically she like thinks they're fucking weird which she's gotten a lot of backlash for because they're like (laughs) we've only supported you but her whole perspective is like if you're gonna develop such strong like emotions towards me but you don't even fucking know me that's weird and i kind of get it yeah like (laughs) For sure. That's (laughs) how I would feel. You only know my music and that's it. And there's so much like you can only assume so much that goes into my music and you just don't know me, which like makes sense. I think that it goes to like setting boundaries, right? Like she wouldn't Mm -hmm. be where she is without her fans. But also I feel like Stan culture has gotten a bit too, a bit too aggressive. I think for everyone involved. Yeah. Do you think it also plays into ego a little bit? Like Doja Cat just seems to have a less of an ego about like, Oh, all of these people love me so much. It's like, no, they don't actually love. They just like love this like fake person but these other celebrities are more so feeding into it like oh look at how many people are willing to fight for me um so Doja Cat is interesting in the way that I'm not exactly sure if it's ego I think it's partially because Mm. she has really rejected the pop success that she has achieved in her like second Mm. and third album basically the album where it's like really girly pop like where woman came out yeah uh, all of her like really popular hits have like really escaped my brain but she's like that's not who i am yeah and in a way her latest album 
has really been like an anti-pop album and so I think she's like trying to shun like the fans from her original success a little bit but she was successful before like the pop phase I listened to Paint the Town Red multiple times a day oh yeah it's very good (laughs) that song is a bop okay interesting yeah I just like really don't know that much about her except that a month ago People were mad at her. It's hard to keep up with everyone who's mad at who. Nor should we. Like, (laughs) we should be in our own relationships. Like, not in our parasocial relationships. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a viewer of other people's parasocial relationships. I don't actually know that I have any. I think it's interesting to be a bystander, right? I think, like, I would love to read the psychological experimentation research on like what causes someone to like dm someone and say like go kill yourself (laughs) because they cheated on their favorite celebrity yeah yeah now that we're talking about this i feel kind of ill about all of the scandal stuff Like, not not that I did any of that, but, like, I feel ill that people felt so strongly to do that stuff to Raquel and Tom. Like, yes, they're horrible people, but it did go very far. And, like, when people talk about it to this day, I'm like, can we move on? Like, it was interesting while it was coming on, but anyone who was acting on this still to this day, you've got to give it a rest. I think it's interesting... It's so hard because, right, like, we obviously want to talk about it, but, and we don't want, but we don't want it to, like, negatively affect the emotions of the people that are actually involved in it, but inevitably it will. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I think, like, what we said and, like, what I even said, like, to my friends and stuff was how I felt about the situation. Like, I didn't think it was right, but do I think she deserves, like, jail or, like, things like that? No. She's a human and- they also are on a reality TV show that breeds a lot of different, like, behavior that's yeah. okay. One thing that is really complex about stan culture and having a parasocial relationship is the heartbreak that you go through when you realize, like, someone that you like is not who you think they are. And you kind of go through, like, a friendship breakup <sighs> with them. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard these days because everyone is, like, has yeah. an issue left and right. Yeah, we and don't, it's hard. like, I think the difference is, like, we see that, like, even if we're, like, shit-talking Selena, like, it doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve, like, all the fans yeah. that she has. Like, there are really great qualities about her. Yeah. But I think, like, what stan culture doesn't really call out is that they will always, like, there will always be issues to not like them because they're human in itself. Yeah. We put celebrities on a pedestal sometimes that they didn't necessarily even ask to be on. We're just like putting them up there because we see them as mm-hmm. like a different level of a person than us. And they're just not, they're probably worse actually just because of all of the like different traumas they've been through. Well, okay. Remember when all the news came out about Lizzo and the lawsuit that she's involved with? And you and I were together during that. And yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a stan of Lizzo. I don't think you are either. But I would say I'm a fan of her me either. music. I do like her music. Yeah. And it just really made me uncomfy to continue to support yeah. her. And remember, like, right when that came out, you and I were, like, separately, we each individually were, like, I've stopped listening to her music. 
So I wanted to ask you, do you still, do you, do you continue to not listen to our music and boycott it? Um, no, if it comes on, I'm listening to it. But like, I'm not actively going to, I mean, I guess I was never really actively going to her music anyway, but if it comes on, I'm listening to it. Also, I don't know what happened with that situation. I think it's, well, I think all, it's actually. like, I'm going to say it's like in court, court but I feel like we would have right? heard something by now. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. And there was, like, so much back and forth of, like, no, Lizzo actually didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's not, like, I actually don't even know who was in the right. <laughs> but I think that what, the reason that one hurt, like, weirdly, was she was, like, so body positive yeah. to the world, but then was, like, spewing so much, like, body hate within her actual life that just feels wrong like it's so inauthentic well what's interesting about yeah maybe for sure maybe not god knows so with parasocial <laughs> relationships like you are in this one-sided relationship and like it causes you to basically have you have to like dig deep within yourself and you have to assess like are you okay with what they did which is so yeah it, it's mind-boggling to me because Weird. i'm just like why am i spending so much emotional energy seeing if I'm okay with the action of someone who doesn't even know that I exist. Yeah. And like, there are situations where you're obviously like, okay, yeah, like, I don't agree with this and like, whatever. But it's just like, to to what degree do they have to do something bad that then you're like, I have to take action. Like, you also have to assess that. Like, when is the time for me to take personal action as if my like, one cent on Spotify is like making or well, breaking the Well, the one... The one, like, song that I just will not play anymore, and I don't think I can, is the R. Kelly song. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Spotify, like, took a stand on that, like, really aggressively, but... Yeah. What's really sad is I loved that song. It was, like, my go-to, like, game song. Immediately when we started talking about this, like, I thought about it, and I, like, always... Not always, but, like, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I really want to play this if we're gonna go out or something, but obviously... That is something I vehemently don't support. And like, if I can't play the song, it's fine. But it's tough because so many people that we listen to are not good people and we might just not know yet. It's confusing. It's confusing. I'm very confused. confused. (laughs) Like internally, very conflicted. (laughs) I feel this way to a lesser degree with Chris Brown too. Like his earlier albums I love. Yeah. Um, And I just like can't. I, I still play it sometimes, yeah. but, like, if I'm in a group of people, I always get, like, I feel self-conscious about it. In a way, mm-hmm. I feel like people view Kanye music at the same, like, degree, which is really sad because Kanye Dang. is so talented. <laughs> he really is. Um, yeah. But he's so problematic in more ways than one. Yeah. And at some point, it's also, like, you just don't play it for, like, a little while while it's like hot like the issue is hot but then like at some point it kind of goes away like John Mulaney when he cheated it was like oh my god everyone hates John Mulaney like whatever now like if you brought it up I'd be like I don't even know it like takes me a second to remember what happened like how long are you supposed to hold on to these things (laughs) you know (laughs) for John Mulaney especially and I think I told you this and I think we've talked about it on the podcast it's like how long do you, like, if someone cheated, that's just something that's happening <laughs> all the time. Are they a good person? No. But, like, 
I just, normal people cheat. Celebrities are 100% cheating. Like, I just don't know how I can even give a shit about that anymore. I think the John Mulaney one hit a little bit different because he does talk about his ex-wife in his stand-up a lot. And so in a way, like, it felt like we kind of knew their relationship, which we obviously didn't. So that was a little bit different, but still, like, I can't just hate John Mulaney forever. Okay, for the audience, I mean, I have very different POVs about cheating. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's okay, everyone does it. For me, it's like, I don't agree with it, but, like, I won't, like – because you cheated on someone, it won't, like, cancel all the, like, good stuff that you've produced. Like, I view your career yeah. completely separately. That's how I feel. I do not feel like cheating is okay. <laughs> I am also very against it. But I'm so desensitized from watching so much Bravo. Like, they cheat you are. left and right. So where I'm just, like, I have this level of expectation of anyone in, like, any type of celebrity that they're a cheater. Inherent in my belief is like, if you're a celebrity, you've cheated before. Taylor has cheated before. Taylor writes about cheating. Everyone loves her for it. Yes. And it it makes me feel icky. Yes. I don't like it. I don't agree with people cheating. But I cannot take a stand on everyone cheating. <laughs> I will like no one then. Everyone cheats. Like, I just can't. That's not something I can spend my energy on. <laughs> I don't want our listeners to take away that it's okay to cheat. Like, just because Emmy has stated on Clown Vibes that no. everyone cheats does not mean you should. Yes. No. Okay. To set the record straight, I think cheating is horrible. You should never do it. I would never want to cheat on anyone. I will never cheat on anyone. But, like, I do think it is a fact of life. And I think both things can exist. I personally think it's wrong. But I personally think that it is prevalent. And there you have it. (laughs) My full opinion on this. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on all social media at Clown Vibes Podcast or email us at clownvibespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like our show and want to support us, please like, subscribe, and give us a rating and review. That's it for today. Bye, clowns. Bye, clowns.